on a wet seven degree evening in the Steel City, back in studio. Good evening, Gavin. Good evening. Good evening. Nice to see you. Yeah, it's nice to be out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> human contact. It's nice to be out of the house. Yeah, yeah basketball. When we were last on air, it was sort of three or four weeks ago, wasn't it? Good three weeks ago. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, a while ago. Still a thing, is apparently, basketball. Still playing it. It's still ongoing, yeah. There's been plenty of stories we kind of probably need to touch on. More off the court than on the court, really. Yeah. Um, to be fair, because there's not been that much on the court that's no, been I mean, to um, to be fair. I think Utah had started their sort of mini run last time we were... Uh, on air. Yes, they were the they're starting to team. put it together. Yeah, um, I think they were 4-4 four and four on the 6th of January uh, after losing to the Knicks. And 19-1 uh, since. The only loss was that uh, game against Denver where uh, Jokic put the hurt on uh, on Rudy Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> going off for 47. But, um, yeah, they've really just swept all comers, really. And um, in a different style than kind of Utah teams of the past few years. Uh, a lot of threes. A hell of a lot. A lot of freeze. Launching them. Um, good, good ball movement. Yeah, I mean they Lots always. Of good movement. They always move the ball quite well, but it was always quite a bit stagnant, maybe before sort of Mitchell kind of hit his prime. I see it was all they, they had to work very hard to create shots, didn't they? There was, you know, it was a lot of back and forth across the court. For, yeah, they like dynamism. Yeah, it, it was kind of. It was, you know, they were very like, late in the shot clock kind of shots. Weren't yes, they? yes, it was like fundamental basketball. Yeah. Um, Spursy esque, but kind of without. But that without the panache, play. yeah. Um, but now they're just Joe Ingles is sort of taking threes off the dribble and stuff, and yeah. uh, they're just launching them from all over. And uh, Ingles unchained. It's, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, it's been a, it's yeah no, it's good to watch. Actually. It is, yeah, it is fun to watch. I mean, a lot of threes, as you say, which can, can get a bit boring, but they do it in quite a nice style. Um, there's not sort of one ball dominant player really. They uh, got a lot of mouths there who are capable of sort. Of Heating up at you know different times. So. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, they're gonna do well this year. I think they'll. Yeah, I think it's go the, deep uh, they've got Western Conference Finals written all over them. Yeah, I think the so home far, the home court advantage is I think if they can claim that one seed, which not out of the question now with sort of Anthony Davis going down for the Lakers for looks like a few weeks. <laughs> Clippers have kind of been resting guys here and there, and Paul George been missing games so. They've got a really good chance at this, really. Uh, no, I mean... And then, uh, and then anything can happen, can't it? Can't yeah, and this is it for them. In this iteration, in this, there's not much more tweaking or twaddling. No, I think you said the, that on the last pod, didn't you? This is like this is like it. This is all, all in for them, I think. Yeah, uh, Jordan Clarkson's sort of late career revival, if you will, as well. Um, 40 last night against the, uh, the Sixers. Uh, it's insane. It is. No, he's always uh, been a good player, though, hasn't he? Yeah, it was kind of the turnovers and the shot selection, which were kind of the question. He seems to sort of iron that out of his game now. I think that was very become... much part of... Um, I, I, that's the best way to describe this. Uh, a post-Kobe Lakers culture. Yeah. Was, was very, very, uh, let's say, forgiving of of all manner of players' sins. For some reason, if you know what I mean, it was like they'd all breathed out after Kobe'd stopped screaming at everybody in mm. practice. But yeah, and Jordan Clarkson was there was a lot of players who stagnated there, and I think the the culture was wasn't great for quite a while. Yeah, Julius Randle, another ex kind of Laker yeah. who's having sort of a career year as well, with um, a good so, coach and a sort um, of st- stricter regime. 
Yeah, Tim's just, uh, he's going to 42 minute him uh, <laughs> to death to that eight seed if he fucking can. Uh, <laughs> little little Dag's just texting spinal taps. <laughs> yeah, he's getting the band back together, isn't he? Taj Gibson, Derek Rose. Taj Gibson, Derek Rose. Uh, I'd like to see Derek Rose back there. Can't help himself. I don't mind it. I mean, they didn't have to give up a great deal, did they, sir? Dennis Smith Jr. Exactly. Who looks like he could be G League bound. Um, I, he, he was in the G League. For them, wasn't he? I think, he'd I think he has to be, yeah, just to get some playing time. So they've, they've kind of had one too many guards, but uh, they're not going away, the Knicks. They're, uh, they're hanging in there. Yeah. If you just said at the start of the season there'd be a, a sort of a, a game behind Boston uh, in the standings. Uh, at this point? Yeah, be very surprised. Um, I would have been very surprised. Would have been very surprised, yeah. but not if you look at Boston. No. Nah. I've watched a lot of the East, actually, this year. Uh, it's going to be pretty tight for those sort of last few playoff spots. Miami, obviously, scuffling out of the gate. Continue just to throw games away. Uh, Dragic now injured, now Butler's back. They just can't seem to get everyone healthy at the same time, which uh, they're going to have to get a shuffle on. Uh, well, has Goran Dragic been healthy for an extended period of time in all his time at the Heat? Let me ask you this, and we're going to bring this up later, but, right, like my, my favourite era of Gerald Green was the Suns. Is that not the last time Goran Dragic actually put it on consistently? I don't. I think in the playoffs before he got injured, he was. And is the but, but I mean, that's what I mean. Before he got injured, before he got injured, before he got injured, like everywhere he's yeah, been. Yeah, I mean, he had that run where Slovenia won the Euros, and I think that took it out. And we've seen that with quite a lot of players where they played deep in the summer. It really kind of cost them the season after. So I think that knocked his duck off a bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's getting up there in years, isn't he? Yeah, he was I think, yeah. quite injury prone, but a good player on his day, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I just think that was 2014. Yeah, um, I think it's the kind of Duncan Robinson and Hero not quite sort of living up to sort of the level. Second they season syndrome. Yeah, in the in the bubble and that there. So um, I, I think they'll be all right. Um, Miami. I think part so. of it is that fucking awful kit. Oh the yeah, absolutely um, disgusting. It's not, pink and blue. No, it's, half they've, they've took the Miami Vice thing way too far. Jump the shark! It's just jump the shark. It's disgusting. It just. Ugh. It's, yeah. it's horrible, horrible. Yeah, you were quite giddy about watching Cleveland last time we spoke. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've really fell off a cliff since. They uh, have, they have. I, uh, I really blessed them with that one. Just <laughs> one of the last eleven. Really, really blessed them with that one. Yeah, and that, I think that was against the T Wolves by two. So yeah. um, it's all sort of come to a head now with this uh, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond deciding he doesn't want to be well, I think there it's, anymore. Well, no, they've decided they don't want to play him, and um, which seems odd because. If, Training deadline is not for a month or so. Yeah. Um, the story is that they had something with the Raptors, apparently. But yeah, but it's, it's the matching salary, isn't it? Unless mm. they're sending Carol Larry the other way or they're going to gut their roster, it's hard to kind of make that work when he owns so much money, isn't it? But did you see uh, they played the Warriors, obviously, last night? Did you see Draymond Green's rant after the game? Oh, I didn't. No, no. Uh, what's he ranting about? He's now? Been, he's been, I'm going to say he's been, he's been quite ranty of he's late. He's been quite ranty of late. Um, That's c- is that because he c- he's not very shooty of late? Cause he no, can't... he's been playing well. Obviously, the, the shots disappeared. Um, but uh, no, he, ba- he kind of basically said how accused the NBA owners of double standards, whereas, you know, James Harden gets criticised a lot for saying he wants out and half arse in it and stuff. And he was kind of like, well, you can't criticise him and then not criticise a team. But basically saying to a player, you're not playing, we're going to sit you because we don't want to, you to get injured and hard your trade, you know, your trade mm. value, etc. Yeah. And, and they never get criticised for that. And he kind of had a point. You can see where he's coming from. It's like, what point does the NBA step in and say, why, why are you sitting this guy? 
when there's nothing wrong with him, he should be playing. You know, you can't just say, oh, because we want to trade him. Do you know what I mean? It's um, There is a, a kind of yeah, that's because, a point there, I guess. Of course he has, but I, I, he sort of, again, he's fallen into the same thing of thinking that it's some kind of sport that is gov- and the NBA is some sort of neutral governing body. And <laughs> yeah. the Adam Silver isn't... Em- we just work with players. Adam Silver isn't going to do that because one of those dudes is essentially his boss, yeah. if you know what I mean. So It's up for Michelle Roberts or whoever to sort of maybe come out and say something. Yeah, yeah. this is a players' union issue. Mm. And it's the sort of thing that they should definitely use as leverage in their next CBA because I believe all the players should have all the money and they're never going to side with fucking billionaires. And anybody, <laughs> anybody who does has been like hoodwinked by some... Kind of me. I'm never going to side with anybody who's like, I don't want to work here anymore. Like, like, it just, it's not fucking slavery. It's, no. I, you know, I can't ever condone anything that. He's not had a great run of late, Mr. Silver. Um, with a few bits. The All Star game thing is farcical. I mean, nobody wants it. Nobody gives a shit. No, and the players don't want it. Players Even don't the, want uh, it. I think the mayor of Atlanta's come out today and said, like, why are you bringing this here? Yeah. Like, this is just completely unnecessary. They don't need to be bringing extra people to this city for yeah. what's essentially a TV event. And got a point, really. It's yep, I've completely failed in the middle of a pandemic. It's yeah. uh, it's it's just bullshit. It's yeah, it's, it it's, really it's is. unnecessary. It's yeah, at points. It's border. It's yeah, name the all stars because. Obviously, contracts, uh, yeah. reward and stuff, you know, all, all NBA stuff. and Yeah, it's a good recognition for the player, but you don't, you don't need to play the game. It's yeah. just an absolute joke. Nobody it's cares. Nobody's going to be there to watch it. It's risk. I mean... Well, you have a dunk contest in an empty arena. I know. With a fake crowd noise already gets on my tits, as it is. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We just don't need more of it. Uh, yeah, it seems like they're hell-bent on pressing ahead with it for some reason, but... Uh, yeah, not good. And then it's because somebody's paid to sponsor it this year. Maybe TNT probably have some contract. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. You know, it's kind of like, well, we're going to lose out on this advertising revenue. But if no one's watching it. I don't know. I'm actually losing out on it. I'll see what. I'll see what the you know the market is for it. Really. Um, Who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, not good. Um, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> and then there was the uh, the Mark Cuban Dallas story with the anthem, which I don't know if you saw. They've basically not been playing it. And nobody noticed and no, no one batted an eyelid. Shit. No one cared less. The players didn't care. Uh, and suddenly it becomes an issue. Um, and, you know, they, he's come down with a heavy hand saying, you must play it and stuff, which is... I've always found it an odd thing whenever we've gone over there to watch games and stuff. It just... Half, most people just walking around the concourse having a fucking beer, mm. buying a fucking hot dog, whatever. So there's only the kind of... I don't know, your flag wavers who really sort of seem to get excited about it i don't know it, it's a very odd thing as, as an englishman I don't you, you've been you've been with me at, like and I, i've never gone for the i've never stood i don't i don't with ours just no. on the premise that like god saved the. i don't believe in god and i don't believe i'm anybody's <laughs> subject and i'm not going to pretend i am so i've never gone in for that i've never sung it i've never stood uh and i, I just don't know what the what it's got to do with sport of any kind no, it's like the like, militarization really... of sport as well where they have to, to the nfl with the yes. sort of police yes. and the the army and that it's have you, no have, need for it I, and i think with with the u.s anthem especially as it was written by a confederate dude and the the verse they don't sing anymore is filled with 
literal references to the bodies of the purchased and that they owned. And it's 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 a, it's, it's literally a slap in the face yeah. to black people. Well, that song. Mark Cuban kind of said he's so, like, we don't find it's a very inclusive song, and we need a debate on why we're being forced to play this kind of thing. And uh, yeah, just mass hypocrisy. Yeah, and and any time you're being forced into displays of cod patriotism, then. Uh, yeah, if you know what I mean. It doesn't seem... Yeah, I, I think people get it all messed up and they, it's, these ideas are of what's important or represents values are just empty symbols. Mm. And actually, the things that generally those people disagree with are the things... If, I'll put it this way. Have you ever noticed the ones who are most proud of the flag or things like national anthems are the ones who make you ashamed of it? Yeah. that That is all... That is... There's a direct correlation between like people who care about patriotism and are fucking dickheads. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we've got plenty of in this country. Yeah. It's not a US thing, so you know, I mean, we're not e- ragging on the US. I mean, I mean equally, equally, uh, there's the sign, there's the time, uh, the scene in Casablanca where they all sing La Marseillaise to drown out the drown out the Nazis. That's, that's, that's a peak. That's a beautiful song. That's a, that's a peak. <laughs> Filled with yeah. the fields of blood again, yeah. references to people dying in war and war. One of the better national oppressions, <laughs> but it's it's but that's a beautiful scene, and that's that's that's, that's a peak moment. E- equally, I think a good example of it is remember when Brazil sang themselves to tears in their World Cup, and then sang themselves when they were their national anthem, then they're straight into a seven-one hiding. By, is that the Germany? By Germany, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's. It, it, they do seem to provoke very real feelings <laughs> that probably don't need to have any place in sports. Bang, and another one. <laughs> and another one. Andre Shirley just looking embarrassed. Sorry? I've just come off bench. What's happening? Uh, oh. Yeah, not 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 the finest moment again for the NBA. They kind of, I don't know, seem to be losing the plot a bit here. Um, but yeah, no, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's Adam. He's, he's token until somebody pushes back, until there's some kind of corporate pushback, and yeah. then he'll just retract everything. It's like the China stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's 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 all it's all empty rhetoric. He yes. makes the noises, but I don't know. You shouldn't you shouldn't judge people on their words more their actions. Yeah. And he's just a corporate shill. I prefer my on ca- those actions. Prefer my capitalism fettered. Yeah. <laughs> well, the All Star Game. I mean, I can't say I ever watch it anyway, but uh, even less uh, you know, this time around. Come out today that the Spurs had kind of had their next three games cancelled. Um, four, four, four or five players getting COVID. So if that doesn't kind of tell you that, you know, we probably shouldn't be adding more games that we don't need to. Red flag here. Yeah. Yeah. But they've been quite fun to watch. Um, Deontay Murray's quickly becoming one of my favourite players to watch, just defensively. He's an absolute menace. Yes. Just getting in the passing lanes and blocking shots and just he's everywhere like a rash he's uh, he's really come on um watch the Warriors play the Spurs and he's just absolutely all over it in both games so DeMar DeRozan's playing well they're, they're a fun team Derek yeah, White's yeah. back now he's kind of easing back in Aldridge has gone down because he seems to be kind of slowing them down a bit because he could barely move yeah he looks old now yeah well, he's got this hip thing hasn't he and you know he wasn't the most mobile dude at the best of times no so he's but really lumbering and yeah. just you know chucking up those um those long sort of mid range twos, yeah. So <laughs> they kind of they've looked a better team since he's gone down. Yeah, um, yeah. That young guys are really good. Just they just find them, don't they? In these you know late 
late draft picks and just... Well, it's also time that, like, you know they'll be well coached, but also because... Well, they're never going to beat themselves, are they, you know? Because they don't have... Because it's never really a high pick. There's never any pressure. Nobody ever gives a shit about no, whoever no. the Spurs pick. They're like, oh, they'll probably be quite good. But mm. it, it's, it probably says a lot that, like, lots of these lads need two or three years yeah, yeah. of just being able allowed to develop become professional yeah. basketball players and all that comes with that in order for their games to really truly start to hit yeah now they've been good they're kind of in the mix in the west um those playoffs someone's going to miss it out there really it's the warriors kind of look like a 500 team you know they can they're only going to go as far as curry curry uh, can drag them and it's kind of it's dallas who've been scuffling and um Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about and Dallas. Memphis, really, who uh, yeah. one of them seems like they're going to miss out. Dallas? Well, I don't know. They kind of seem to be getting it back together a bit now. Luca looked heavy, didn't he, in the early look, going? Look, he looked heavy in the early going. He wasn't getting his legs under his jump shot. Holy. When he's, when someone's front-rooming a lot of threes and he kind of takes a lot of those sort of step-back threes. Luca looked a lot like a glad high on the smell of his own farts yeah. this year. <laughs> he was a, wasn't a happy bunny, was he, the first sort of few weeks? He he does like bitching to the refs, definitely. Yeah. But uh, he seems to have calmed down a bit, and they, they seem to have got you know a bit more back on track. But uh, certainly not the team. The maybe he, maybe he wanted year. the anthem to be played. Maybe he, <laughs> maybe he really liked that anthem. Sure he couldn't give a shit. Yeah. I think he likes reggae on. That's his uh, musical choice. So, uh, good, to, good to know someone's still flying the flag for that. Even <laughs> <laughs> <And> Pitbull. <laughs> they were, uh, that was a fun game when they played the Blazers at the weekend. Hubie was on that. He was. Uh, he was all over the Blazers. He was loving the he was loving the Carmelo revival and the, the Anthony Simons uh, yes. sort of development. He's really come on, hasn't he? We've kind of been questioned whether he had it in it, but he's um, yeah, he's taking like five threes a game and hitting them at a pretty decent clip now. They've so been hon- they've they been really needed the that. Blazers have been big on him and yeah, what kind of said that yeah they were ready. They thought he was ready if he needed to be to step up, and so far he has this season. Mello, good Nick. Mellow's in good nick. past people again. Yeah. And stuff. And yeah it's, uh, it's a great revival. It is. I, I really do enjoy watching them. I think he deserves a lot of credit for quietly what he's done to rebuild it. Yeah, but yeah. To be like, it's obviously not my team. I don't want him to pretend it's my if you know what I mean. The, but if you need me. He, his ego was ever really a problem wherever he's been. He's not. No, but uh, that's player, a lot of the story it was well, around it, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's why he's quietly rebuilt it to have like a really. It's a good swan song because I would have hate to have seen him disappear yeah, after no, what absolutely. happened at Houston. Yeah. So a lot of people, pl- players, seem to have come to a sticky end in Houston. Isn't it? Lately. Isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, seems to get mentioned. So. Yeah, Covington and Jones looking a bit more active and settled in now. They were really flying around against the Mavs and kind of bringing what we expected they would probably bring. And it didn't really seem to manifest itself early on. But, you know, no training camp. Yeah. Thrown into these games quite early. It was never going to happen straight away, was it? But they, they really, if they can get CJ and uh, Nurkic back, they're going to be uh, yeah. Steve's. They want to see Steve's off uh, people. Just do, <laughs> yeah. just do nothing. What's the program called? People just do nothing. That's it, yeah. He's a fucking ringer for Steve's. Yeah, I can't see that now. Yeah, no, I mean, he's another one that yeah, Nurkic, they're gonna, isn't it? They're going to be a tough if, out if in the always, playoffs. I seem to always be talking about when we yeah, get Nurkic back. Yeah. Those seven-footers. As, as I said the other day, though, that, that that's really starting to bother me. You can't have a double zero and a zero on your team. It's both the same thing, zero and double zero. It's can't the absence of number. Cantor and Lillard, yeah. 
Is it Kanto, isn't it? Who's it's Mellow. Is it Mellow? Mellow's oh, yeah, zero. sorry. I'm yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, yeah. Just, it's the yeah. same thing. Zero and double zero. Like, uh. I mean, he's changed his number as well, hasn't he? Similar. He's now number one, I'm sure. Which I'm sure he wasn't before. Anyway. I don't <laughs> yeah. The uniforms are really nice, though. The that Oregon I don't like one. the Oregon script, but the colours are really. The colours, like yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The dark colours, yeah. Can't buy them some, anyway for some reason. All those Spurs ones. I'm not sure really I heard during the game that you can buy them from a certain website oh, for really? something or other. Okay. It's like a fundraiser. Ah, oh, right. Like okay. for something. Oh, right, yeah. I'll pair of them if we ever get back to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, I don't not not keen on that jazz uniform, the black and whatever. They kind of had these nice ones and they've took it too far trying to just just leave them i don't know it's yeah I, I feel the same with the denver red one do you know the yeah, red and that, that it, it's right. like it's not right no. like you had it why do you have to keep making a new they one every three weeks fucking with it, just printing money it's isn't just it? nike isn't it they're fucking printing quality money. i'm shocking as well by the way i don't know if you i don't know no. no, don't bother like even the authentic ones which aren't cheap they literally just fucking fall apart shite the adidas ones are a little sturdier stuff i'm not a fan of the t-shirt era but that's a <laughs> Hey, yeah. <laughs> lessons were learned. Lessons, lessons were learned. learned. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of this making new jer- six jerseys a season over. Did you see that? Um, just going back to the Warriors. Did you see where Clay Thompson was joined uh, off at Rodney Magruder? After just cussing everybody out on the thing. Yeah. I thought that was a bit low, to be honest. <laughs> it was a bit strange. I thought I was a bit like. Well, apparently, he was sort of giving it a bit of argy bargy after the final fucking buzzer or whatever uh. and uh, yeah he was straight in going be out of the league soon like I must say I was laughing I was a bit like uh, yeah a bit of needle yeah. it's quite funny so. I don't know for all them rings glazed I have a bit more <laughs> class mate <laughs> you know what I mean yeah it was funny I think the commentators Warriors commentators didn't really know what to say just remember just <laughs> no, it's just like this I've got to tell people nobody likes MJ <laughs> why He's a dick. Well, yeah. think, about it, think about it. All those things, nobody really likes MJ. Wade Thompson usually comes across as a likeable sort. Well, mm. I don't know, maybe there's some history there from one of the other games or something. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, quite amusing. Um, Boston have really sort of struggled of late as well. Um, since Marcus Smart's gone down, really. Um, they just K- Kemba Walker went AWOL. Yeah, um... Not not it's like Carrier in nah, well, I mean, he's still there. The, he's, the ghost of him is still there, um, but it's it's the ghost of Kemba yeah, Walker. He has like one good game in every five, and some games you just like shit. He's not got that. So some that, games it's like two in fourteen or something. That, yeah, that pop like, anymore. Oh, he's just shit. like he's not got that bounce that he had. Though he used to, you know, run around screens or you know step back and just really take people without hesitation, dribbling that. It's um, yeah, doesn't look great. That. Um, <laughs> Would you rather have Terry Rose here at this point? I mean, I don't know. It's <sighs> questions to be asked. Yes, um, yes. I don't know. What is it about? I mean, for all the lauding, uh, for all the uh, of Boston good, and the culture yeah. and the coaching, a lot of players seem to be going down and getting worse. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, he's getting up there in years. But, um, yeah, I think they lost to the Pistons and the Wizards. Last badly. Games, which is badly to both of them yeah, as well. Not, uh, not, not great. Not great. Uh, very unedifying, very unedifying losses is the best you can say yeah, for that. Because the fucking like the fucking Pistons are so bad that they're built around Jeremy Grant. Like yeah. that's bad. He's putting his numbers up, but, I don't, I don't but know, in that way that you could it, throw in yeah. any sort of yeah. a- anybody who's who's probably the fifth or sixth guy on a good team. 
and let them have all those shots and they'll get those sort of numbers because yeah. it's the NBA. Do you know, uh, I don't know if this is true, I've heard it in a couple of places, Blake Griffin's not dunked this year. He's done a lot of lot, lot of biscuits by the look of it. <laughs> a lot of biscuits. That's where he's well, dunking he just his hangs focus. Around on the perimeter now, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah that's, that's where he's focused his dunking these days. Um, he's been given the old Andre Drummond treatment now by the Pistons, it seems. Um, I, I'm I mean, not sure what you'd be trying to protect there at that point, though. It's just you bought... Well, they're just trying to figure out how to get rid of all that money, but he's got like a player option for like $38 million next year. I mean, yeah. Who's taking that on? I, mean, I don't know how you... They do say... Contracts untradeable, but at least John Wall can play still and stuff. Yeah, he looks done. Um, yeah, no, done, done. And well, it was the same, wasn't it? It was just a game built on athleticism, and yeah. once the athleticism wanes, then what is there? But he had that really that two years ago in Detroit, like really good season where he was facilitating, hitting threes and stuff. But even that sort of seems to have deserted him now. Which um, I think, um, I think that was him trying to. Get himself out of there, <laughs> and now he's realised that this is it. That this is it. I'm that, like essentially his, because he went from you know rookie of the year, yeah, and jumping over Kears, jumping over Kears <laughs> to like been in adverts, to been all over it, to been like a like like a top tier NBA like strength coach. star. If, <laughs> yeah, if not if not a top tier player, a top tier star. He was like second team All NBA not yeah, that yeah. long ago. So, so to see, to to know that like that's it, your mm. day's done at that level, and this is it. You're in l- the Little Caesars Arena <laughs> forever, forever <laughs> on this team that no matter what is going to be shit. It's funny you mentioned Jeremy Gant obviously putting numbers up. It's, I don't think there's been more 20-point scorers in the NBA than that, than this season. I think it's kind of, you know, yeah. it's like 40-odd guys averaging more than sort of 20 a game, which just shows where, how easy it kind of is now in the three-point generation just to put hollow numbers up. If you yeah. It's, um, well, look at it. Looking it's, at you, Bradley Beal. Well, look at it. <laughs> like, if you go back to... If you go back like 30 years to the early 90s, then it wasn't unusual for games to finish around 88, oh God, 85. When the Spurs won the title and the Pistons, it was, yeah. the games were in the 80s. You know, yeah. It was ridiculous. And now, early t- now, 2000s. now, they're hitting like 110 by the end of the third quarter sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And most, you just, if you know what I mean, so like, there's just a lot more empty th- like points yeah. around. Yeah, so yeah. these stats aren't comparable anymore no. to those eras. But just because... The overall points there are to be shared around has gone up by like sixty percent almost. Mm. It's not the same game, and they're going to have to do something about this statistically. There's going to have to be a line drawn sooner or later. Stylistically as well, like just I think it's turning a lot of people off. Um, I mean, we have the YouTube channel where obviously mm. we've got those old games on, and just on a daily basis, I get bombarded with comments. This is real basketball. This is what basketball was like. Mm. I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the comments on that, but. There's a lot of the general public don't like the way the NBA play is played now. A lot of the older, sort of mm. maybe our generation, and um, that's just a fact. It's, I know. I prefer it though. Yeah. I prefer it. I, well, the level I, of I think it's way yeah. past where it used to be. I think um, I don't know. A, a lot of it. A lot of it is revisionist There's history. Teams. I'm not particularly. I mean, what do you do? Watch. What do you do? Do you take the? Free, you can't take the three point line away. So that's about no. the the only thing you could do now. And even then, even then, it's still probably a higher percentage to take a two from 
from where the old three-point line would have been than it would be to like just try and plod down as close to the basket mm. and get it in. Yeah, it's still easier to get to the rim than it ever was before. I think that's opened things up massively, obviously, because of the spacing and stuff. Yeah. It? And, uh, you know, the way someone like Steph Curry can pretty much get to the rim at will now, but there's no deterrent of getting knocked on his arse. It just wouldn't have happened, would it? You know, even 15 years ago. No, and the other thing I think is, um, to be honest, I think uh, a lot of my favourite players from the past would have actually thrived and been much better to watch. If they're basketball, you tell me Rod Strickland wasn't built to play basketball today. Oh God, yeah. If you know what I mean, multiple stuff, <laughs> like yeah. pick and rolls, get into the hoop, and for like his little English finishes. Like, there's, I, I think there's lots of players who would have thrived under this system, and there's just lots of players who, yeah, would have just disappeared a bit quicker. Yeah, looking at you, Blue Edwards. <laughs> Blue Edwards. Been a bit while since he's <laughs> had a mensch. In it. <laughs> Isn't it? But if you know what I mean, I think there's, yeah. I'm still coming to Jay-Z and Beyonce name their kid after Blue Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> Secret fan. Um, yeah, speaking of people putting numbers up, Zach Levine's having a an outstanding offensive season. He's a um, really good player. Yeah. It's He's a really like, good player, much maligned for some reason. I think I texted you the other week and I was just saying it's funny how him and Bradley Beal are essentially putting up very similar figures. But he, one's considered to be a sort of detriment to his team, doesn't help them win and stuff. Whereas Bradley Beal's, you know, ESPN would have you believe is this. He's the of, missing link for everybody. Yeah, for every single team. Every he's team. Just, he's a hot property. A, a, trade, a Bradley Beal trade away from yeah. being a contender. And, he, you know, he's, he's, he's such a high character guy and all this. But it's essentially just putting the same numbers up. And putting the same numbers, like, yeah. And they always. Worst shooting splits. They always level the it, ball, yeah. Pretty much, he's paid a lot more than Zach Levine, and it's just weird how Zach Levine will never—he'll never be the darling of any sort of NBA sort of media. Uh, yeah, I think it's crazy. I'd be if anybody who's looking at Bradley Beal, I'd be going for Levine instead. It's what makes me laugh is that like Zach Levine is is criticised as being uh, a good stats, bad team guy. Yeah, yeah, this is that's the one that's thrown out, isn't it? Whereas, whereas, how? What other fucking word? What? What? That is the most generous way you could describe Bradley Beal's NBA well, entire NBA career. John Wall's not been on these Wizards teams for a while now, and this, yeah, they fucking suck. This is the Bradley whole Beal's time the best supposed player. The whole time. At what point is Eddie the blame on his shoulders now? You know. Yeah. No, I think he would. He looked. He looked better when he was a beneficiary of like peak John Wall's yeah. like gravity. When they had that sort of deep playoff run that year, John Wall. That was all, uh, and was it, all fell, John Wall. it he, fell apart he, when John Wall fell injured. apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so, I don't know, it's strange. You know, he's only 26, Levine. Bradley Beal's 28 in like a couple of months. So, it's now or never, mate, you know. If, uh, I'd rather watch Zach Levine's game as well. Yeah. Because because when he does get in the lane, there's going to be a dunk. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying he's all NBA or anything. No, not at uh, all. But he's a he's a piece. He's value for money at that. Yeah, point. yeah. And, uh, yeah. I completely agree with that. It's a, it's it, it's a fascinating one. And yeah, I've not seen it. And everybody's like, let's go for you've got to go for Bradley Beal. He's the chip. And you're like, what? Why? Why, million in why would you blow up your future yeah. for Bradley Beal? At Forty million, 30, forty year old who's yeah. Yeah, I've quite enjoyed. Atlanta struggles just because I fucking hate watching them talking about teams I don't watch. Fair about. enough, yep. Uh, they've already won, won the last day and are about to hit the road, so 
Mr. Schlenk, he's going to panic. I think he's going to be in job preservation mode soon. And um... I, I thought spaffing at all those weird old blokes <laughs> this summer was him in job preservation mode. Yeah. Um, well, I think it'll be him or the coach will get the sack if they sort of really drop out of the race. Um, so that's one to watch. But I, I can't watch just Trey Young trying to get fouled constantly. It's just no. it's not fun. It's just... I don't know what it is. It's not it's not, it's not entertaining basketball for it's sure. Took what James Harden was doing just to an even more annoying level, and uh, yeah, it's. Hmm. And if you're trying to entice fans to that arena, Atlanta next year, it's uh, a tough sell for me. I don't know about you. It's, uh... Yeah, well, it's, it's just as well they just traded away loads of the like the young core they seem to be building, and just. Went in for the likes of Rondo and Danilo Gallinari. Constantly. Like, constantly. Bogdanovich injured. It's like, why would you do that? It's it's madness. It's just, oh, all right. Are you zigging when everybody else is zagging? Is that what you're doing, Trav? Houston looked happier for a moment when Arnold had gone and they kind of fell back to earth. They they could be out of it soon. They are out Um, of it. Yeah. I think uh, the PJ Tucker trade rumours might start ramping up because that's a very tradable contract. Yes. um, The Warriors had that. I'd love to have him. I don't know if uh, that's in play. They're desperate for a centre. They've basically got nobody. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there could be uh, be a few names in the sort of trade market as we uh, as we get towards the uh, All Star break, if you will. Um, I've still enjoy, enjoyed watching Jokic. I don't know about you. He's, yeah. It's a pleasure. That it destroyed, is. It is. destroyed Rudy Gobert. But they're, uh, they're 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 not doing so great this year. No, they're it's... kind of just. Yeah, they'll lose games. You're like, have you lost that? I don't know. It's uh, it's a strange one. Have you seen any of Milos highlights from it? He's been playing at Bologna or somewhere. Has he? No. No. It's just ridiculous. He's just like bouncing the ball off his head, wrapping (laughs) it around people's backs and doing (laughs) no-look moves and stuff. If if we're ever allowed to leave the country again, I think we need to make a pilgrimage pilgrimage to Bologna and go see Milos before we retire. Yeah, I I like like Harlem Globetrotter shit, just like taking the piss. Like a Bologna, good city. Yeah, yeah, not a place I visited. Heard very good things. Good city, university town. That's why. Yeah, we'll have a short break, and we're going to uh, we're going to bust open the gates to the Clarence Weatherspoon Hall of Fame. Get the key out. Um, Crack yeah. the combo. Get the key out. Crack the code. This is Kendall Gill. I want to say hello to Dee and Gavin from the Pick and Roll Podcast. Appreciate your support throughout all my uh, years in the NBA. Pick and roll forever. The Clarence Hall of Fame. Woo-woo. It's getting, uh, getting a bit busy in there now. It is. Um, it is. Filling it up nicely. We've been waiting a while to do this guy. Because... Um, Exactly. Kept, kept hanging around. We, we just when we thought he was done. Just when you thought, just just when you just when you think he's still there, balling um, on his, just on his own driveway in the summer, waiting for that call. They kept coming back for more. Um, yeah, one of our favourites. If you've listened to the podcast, you'll know um, one Gerald Green, one of our favourite dunkers, uh, just players, just for the. Just doing that one thing so incredibly well. Of yeah, years, especially in games. Yes. Um, yes. Never, never the easy dunk. Never, never a layup for Gerald. No, why, uh, why, why just you know do a simple slam when you can do a windmill on the break and uh, put your head above the rim. Um, it's important. Um, a lot of people like 
as as I say, if you know what I mean, and I'm not, I'm always the first one to say that it's not a real sport. It's about it's like wrestling. It's about entertainment. But I've I've seen some dull as shit triple doubles that people would get their dick out, <laughs> like and be like, you got a triple double. But if you watch it, it's like yeah. nothing really happened that no. you wouldn't especially notice about Russell Westbrook stealing free throw yeah, rebounds. Yeah. Sometimes the things the things that get you up off your seat and the things you remember are are the windmill alley oops, if you know what I mean. And and but that is the thing that makes basketball different to other sports. Well, whenever Gerald came into a game, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm not going to go and put kettle on. You know, it's uh, yeah. There's a chance he could sling one down here. But basketball allows for moments of crazy, like physical, like athletic freak. And it's not freak. I don't, I don't like that word. Just no. completely outlandish. Like spectacles of like physical endeavor combined with like an artistic expression, which you ain't getting in baseball. No, you can't. You can't swing a bat with some sauce. If you know what I mean, like it just doesn't happen. Ken Griffey had a pretty sexy swing, but I appreciate where you're yeah, from. Yeah, and it's and, and for me, Gerald is exact embodies the sort of player that make, why makes me sport. like basketball. Yeah, yeah. that's why we like watching Chris Waddle or something. You know, it's, you watch not, it. not comparing yeah. them as athletes, but. It's <laughs> yeah. like, the unknown yeah. had to happen, you know. You watch sport for a long time, and it's been a long time, and like the paradox is, is that it gets less and less meaningful just because each each moment becomes a smaller fraction of your entire mm-hmm. history of basketball. So the first championship you ever watch is the most important because it's the only like championship season you've ever watched. The second one, that's fifty percent. By yeah. the time you're thirty years deep. It just becomes a cycle that that rolls round and round, and you cease to put such meaning on who gets a ring, who doesn't get a ring, and the things I actually respect to players like that who go at it. So yeah, born January twenty sixth, nineteen eighty six, in Houston. So he's only thirty five still. Oh, uh, obviously, didn't catch on with the team this year, and it looks like pro- probably is over. Um, you wouldn't imagine. Yeah, we're going to see him back in the league now. So, please, uh, he's not. I can't imagine he's that motivated to try anymore. No, I mean everyone likes to be in an NBA roster, I'm sure. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think he had a bit of a camp invites, didn't he, last year? But um, yeah, um, looks like his uh, his career's ruined its course. But um, yeah, a late starter really uh, in Houston. Didn't play high school basketball till his sophomore year, but then really came out of nowhere just obviously being 6'8 and being able to jump like that yeah. you can open a few eyes and uh, so he kind of I think he went to a place called Gulf Shores Academy where he sort of had to repeat a year and stuff and you know put ridiculous numbers 33 games 12 rebounds 7 assists um, and he was named to the uh, All-American McDonald's High School game so he was a really hyped sort of recruit by the time yeah. he'd sort of got in that game um, I don't know if you've ever seen the dunk contest for that game it's uh, <laughs> Sort of a forum of things to come for Gerald, really. Just ridiculous dunks. Uh, going off against uh, noted dunker Josh McRoberts. <laughs> yeah, who uh not really known for his uh, sort of dunking in the league, but no. uh, it was a pretty good contest, that, actually. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't seen that one. I'll have to check that one yeah, out. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Check it out. Um, so, yeah, he was considered like a really high-level recruit and was going to go to, I think it was Oklahoma State uh, University. But then decided to go pro. I think was it the last? Was this the last year? Yes, players could go. Yes, he was pro. one of the last ones, wasn't he? He certainly was. Yeah, was in that McDonald's uh, sort of high school game, him 
Andrew Bynum, Monte Ellis, yeah. Marta Webster, Lewis Williams, as he was then known, Sweet Lou, uh, Amir Johnson, Calvin Miles, known as CJ Miles now, uh, all drafted high school players that year, which seems nuts now, thinking how many players kind of got drafted at high school in them days. It's uh, almost silly, all, <laughs> if you will, I mean. Just but equally, now. equally, um, were any of those players not up to it? Well, they've all had decent careers. Ex- exactly. So, yeah, so yeah. it kind of shows that, like, you don't all this stuff about needing yeah. to go to college or yeah. whatever is bullshit. It just shocked me when I saw how many in that just that high school game actually mm. were drafted that because it, it, it seems of, a million yeah. miles away now. Uh, and it makes a mockery though of the argument yeah. they were using for to stop it. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Because what Kwame Brown? Yeah, probably had more to do with the NCAA that yeah. than uh, in the NBA. But and Nike, um, you know, why, why, why are we paying all these colleges all this money and we're not selling yeah. any of their college jerseys? Danny Green also in that game. I didn't realise it's Gerald's cousin, apparently. So oh. There you go. And, uh, he's probably Garland playing the league. Remember him briefly? Yes, Garland Green. He's on the Knicks or something. something. I, can't I think he was. Maybe they had a cup of tea somewhere. Yeah, maybe the Sixers when they were just it throwing contracts yeah. to anybody. <laughs> Michael Carter-Williams days. Uh, so, yeah, he fell in the draft release, 18, selected by Boston. Let's be fair. Out of high school, got nine fingers. Yeah, well, not to mention the uh, yeah. He, what was the story there? Uh, I think him and his friends were dunking on a homemade rim, and they got and uh, he had a what, one a of his mum's ring on his ring finger right, on his okay. right hand, and it got stuck on a nail. Basically, clear near enough, ripped it off. I forgot about that. I've got a foam hand somewhere. It's actually yeah. got four fingers on a Gerald Green yeah. foam hand. I need to find that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a thing. It, like he said that, like he still has like more feel for the ball of his left hand yeah. because he has to use obviously like his little finger and his four fingers. Like yeah. it's not the same. So, yeah, he had his finger amputated yeah, yeah. basically. So not not a great start, but uh, but yeah, drafted by Boston and didn't really get a ton of minutes. Uh, he had that. I can remember that dunk at the end of a game when off the backboard. Uh, yeah, sort of at the buzzer. I can't remember who they were playing. I Commentator of the opposing team went mental, saying it's disrespectful or something. Yeah. I was just like, that's the fucking best thing I've seen all day. Again, yeah, that's <laughs> what we're for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you don't want to get team, if you don't want to be disrespected, then don't yeah. don't play like that. Yeah, just yeah. I don't know. I hate all that bullshit. If only you showed such such backbone for the previous forty odd minutes. Yeah. Uh, so he wasn't in the dunk contest. Is rookie season. Um, this is when the dunk contest was. Pretty shitty, and they had like only four contestants. Can you remember? Yeah, it really struggled uh, for a few years. They just kind of kept changing the format constantly and stuff, didn't they? Still really struggles, doesn't it? Yeah, they still really change the format. They do. Yeah, just just leave it alone. Um, It was, I think, it was 2007. They dunk contest in Vegas. We're going to talk about dunks because that's Gerald's known for, really. You know, yeah. Well, that moving teams. Yeah. Um, Was the one with uh, Dwight Howard, Nate Robinson, who'd won it. It was Tyrus Thomas. It's the one where, can you remember Dwight Howard did the dunk and he jumped up and put the sticker on the top yes. of the backboard? I think it was that one, wasn't it? Gerald and Nate went to the first, final round. Um, I was like, oh, I can remember. This is just Nate Robinson just trying. It, it was the one where they had like two minutes to dunk and he kept yeah. trying these really difficult dunks over and over and it just became a farce to watch, really. It was not the most enjoyable dunk contest at that time. Yes, no, no. <clears throat> Dwight Howard is with his. Is that the one we put a cape on? This was the one after, I think, the year after. Um, Fuck yeah. Just, yeah. Um, but no, no. yeah, Gerald uh, won the final against Nate. It was uh, 
I think he uh, last one he uh, jumped over a table. And yeah. Did the elbow in. Yeah, the D Brown. He put the Reeboks on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he did the elbow, uh, the elbow over the face, and uh, there was one in that. I think his first dunk was Paul Pierce chucked it off the side of a backboard, and uh, he did like a double sort of windmill throwdown thing. It's got like a fifty or something on his first dunk, yeah. and he was like, "Aye, aye, this is what we've been waiting for." Just the one way. Didn't he have a cardboard cutout of Nate Robinson as well? He was about to dunk over it, and then yeah. he actually just dunked over Nate Robinson instead. Yeah, yeah. He raised his nuts on his head. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite yeah. Cool. So that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, just a fucking joy to watch. And uh, he caught, kind of brought back that sort of Dominique Wilkins level of really just power and finesse dunks. I don't know. It's, uh, yes. We've not seen anyone yes. with that kind of stupid sort of hops for a while. It's well, it, creativity. I mean, well, yeah, you were going to see, like, Nate Robinson arguably had the hops because he's tiny yeah. compared, but it was always that sort of spud web. Yeah. Oh, look, he's a little guy who can dunk up there, whereas Gerald brought back that six foot six peak size head for above the rim head above the like eyes at rim yeah, level yeah. like aggressive like smash down which is just it, that seems to be about the peak size for guys to be able to dunk properly yeah, if you know what i mean there is a sort of definite peak peak size and I, he fit right into that mold yeah it's like dwight howard won it the year after didn't he and with the cape and all that but it just wasn't as much fun watching big guys dunk was it you know it, yeah as you say it was just he was the perfect size for this is when he'd gone to the Timberwolves by now, as he'd moved on from Boston. Yes. Um, had that quite nice uniform with yep. the, the Christmas tree style yep. things and yep. stuff. And, yeah, the shaved uh, head. Yeah, the shaved head. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they were. he wasn't getting much love at the Timberwolves. No. Um, but this was the famous cupcake dunk with yep. the, I think it was Richard McCons putting the cupcake up on the ladder uh, and he blew it out and... I think when they were watching it, the judges, I think Daryl Dawkins was one of the judges, and it was Dr. J and all yeah. like, didn't look impressive until they showed the replay yeah. of what he'd actually done and how far his head had got up. So it's kind of one of them. Probably didn't get the score it deserved, but um, no, no, uh, it was actually absolutely amazing if you watch it back. He was so far up there, so yeah. far up. That was the one where uh, he dunked in his socks as well. Yes, yes. Uh, Daryl Dawkins is really unimpressed and just knocked his shoes off the table. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Daryl. <laughs> could barely fucking speak by that point so. Yeah. yeah so um yeah i mean as good as he did in the sort of dunk contest it, it was a struggle for him to kind of get a hold in the league you know and uh, cement his place he uh i think he bounced around had a sort of camp invites and a few little games with the rockets and the dallas but it was uh, i think it, yeah he demanded a trade uh, Minnesota because he wasn't right. getting anywhere and they okay. traded him to Houston he played like four minutes and then yeah, got waived yeah. that's right um, so it was off to Russia um, playing with the team over there and uh, the site of another famous dunk contest the, yes uh, I don't have a wave in as well I believe a couple of they had a couple of teams in Russia yeah yeah he kind of bounced around <laughs> a bit over there <laughs> Uh, uh, ended up in China, I think, uh, after that. So he's kind of really out of sight, out of mind. For yes, unless you're on YouTube watching Russian Cup dunk contest, he yeah. really was kind of didn't look like he was ever going to make it back to the league, really, which was a shame. But there's that famous Russian dunk contest with him, Pops, uh, Bonsu, yes, Mensa. and uh, James Flight White, yeah, all just throwing in some ridiculous dunks and got a bit farcical towards the end. The, Kind of throwing the ball out the stand and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, uh, but it all got a bit silly. But uh, at the time, some ridiculous dunks you'd probably not seen. It, it was, it was, a, yeah, it was a, it was a heart. It was like a 
It was a glimpse into dunk contest futures. Yeah. It was weird because they kind of, they both made it back into the league, him and James Flight White, and ended up in that dunk contest. Uh, yeah. I think it was a few years, 2013 maybe, uh, when James Flight was on the Knicks, uh, White was on the Knicks, and Gerald... Uh, Pacers? He's on the Pacers, yeah, yeah, made it back with the Pacers, and then he really got going again uh, when he got back with the Pacers and the Nets. Was he, was he on the Nets first, or...? I think it might have been the Nets first. Yeah, it was the Nets. He caught on with the Nets and had that ridiculous... That, alley, that windmill, uh, windmill alley-oop. Alley-oop from, I think it was Michonne Brooks. Yes. Um, just on the break against the Rockets, which was just... Quickly, up the court, Brooks to Green! Oh, did he go up the ladder? Gerald Green! Man! Let's go back to Gerald Green's alley-oop. Watch how he catches it and swings it around. Windmill. Look at how high his head was. Yeah, his head was at the rim. Look at where Gerald Green's head is. Unbelievable. It is, his chin is where the rim is. That is unbelievable. <laughs> um, and then it was on to Phoenix where he really kind of cemented himself. Yeah. as like a legit. He's never going to create for others, you know, that wasn't his thing, but he could knock a three down. He could hit a three enough to be able to get people to bite on that pump fake. Exactly. Which then let him do what, like, drive to the hole, yeah. which is yeah. what everybody wanted to see. Yeah, so, um, and there's always a role for guys like that in the yeah. league. And I think he's got average, like, 16 for that season. Yeah. Two there. He was, yeah. It was, like, his best best productive yeah. years. I just remember Goran Dragic throwing lots of alley-oops to him and stuff, and uh, he had some ridiculous throwdowns uh, on the Suns. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was really giddy. It was like, he's back. Gerald's back. I never thought it happened. I was, I was yeah, so and the Suns just they had that good, simpler version of the uni. No messing yeah, around. Yeah. It, was, it was a good... It was good times. I quite enjoyed those Phoenix teams. Uh, they were fun for a minute there. Um, and then it was on to Miami, briefly, wasn't it? Yes. And, um, he was still yeah. decent there. He could still make that three. Yeah. Minutes got less. And um, yeah. so many notable dunks. <laughs> Yeah, he had that one against the Blazers when he was on Phoenix where he threw it off the backboard to himself. Yes. The KJ McDaniel style. Yes, thing. yes, the in-game oop, self-oop. And another one on, uh, I think he had it on, Mason Plumley tried to sort of get in his way. Yeah. Uh, and he sort of did a sort of two-handed across the body kind of fucking dunk on him, which was... Yes, where he comes in the off the left wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an incredible dunk. <sighs> she comes around and over him. <sighs> yeah. He had one on Josh Smith as well. I remember. Josh it's Smith. the one that ended Josh Smith. Josh Smith trying to just, run away. You're just trying to get out. The, <laughs> just trying to get out of the frame. That, that took Josh Smith's soul. That did. Yeah, Josh Smith just literally runs. You can you can court, probably like. chart. So, so the key TV cameras aren't aren't, aren't seeing what's happening. It's you funny. can probably Josh Smith went from like max player to like vetman <laughs> on, on off that. Like you could chart Josh Smith's entire career up to that moment and after. Another it. one who was great in dunk contests. Though. He was uh, when he was younger. Um, and then uh, back to Boston briefly, which was quite nice. At least kind of got back there. Back and to where it started. It started and stuff. And yeah, just a nice sort of you know comeback story and stuff. And um, I think it was the Rockets, his hometown team. His hometown where, team, yeah. Uh, he had a good three-year run there, playing in some playoff games and stuff. And um, he cool. loved it. it he was, loved it. I think the fans loved him for yeah. that reason. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's like a dream come true. You know, this is this was my team growing up and stuff. And I 
have to pinch myself. I can't believe I'm playing for the Rockets and stuff. And he loved every minute of it, you could tell. Especially after having those four minutes earlier in his career before getting yeah. waved. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and by all accounts, just a beloved figure in the community there and stuff. I remember when they, they had the floods and the hurricane and stuff, he was, you know, out in the streets and stuff and really sort of, you know, putting his money where his mouth is and stuff and helping out and stuff. Mm. So, um, yeah, a good sort of end um, to a career that's, you know, he's not going to be... Be knocking on the Hall of Fame anyway, anytime soon, but um, he brought us a lot of joy. Yes, to Gerald. Yes, and that's what I watch basketball for. Yeah, he exactly embodied all of that, all of that the exuberance and the joy, and that like just the awe inspiring gob, like jaw on the floor moments of like wow. I can remember him dropping like 41 on OKC in a game or something, just just draining threes and stuff. So, yeah, he could really light it up for a while. He was. Those Suns eras, and then it seemed to try and work on it more at Miami, and it kind of fell apart. Yeah, like the shot mechanic. But in those Suns eras, yeah, he could really, really like catch fire. He could shoot you out of a game just <laughs> as fast. I'm sure I remember him hitting like eight threes for Houston there uh, once. Or it might might be might have been Phoenix. I can't yeah. remember, but uh, yeah, he wasn't one. Di- he wasn't multi-dimensional, but he wasn't one-dimensional by any stretch. And no, no. He was not exactly a defensive stopper, but uh, like you say, he could get you to bite on that pump uh, you got to respect it. And uh, He was a good three-point shooter. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I'm sad he's gone. Because, um, yeah, every year when Gerald was in the league, you, kn- you knew you were going to get... He got his 10 years, gets his pension yeah. and all that stuff. Like he's, yeah. I hope so. He's, um, he's one of those players who... He didn't earn, you know, he never got the big contract, did he? He was always no. a lot of sort of short-term deals and stuff, but... Um, yeah, a beloved locker room guy and uh, always came across well in interviews and stuff. And uh, yeah, grafted out a career for himself when it looked like it, didn't like it was going to happen for a minute. <laughs> so, uh, hey, look, he overcame a lot from losing yeah. that finger to, to, to making it and then to show the tenacity yeah. to come back after making it to the league and getting going out. Yeah, I'm going to have to find my phone handout. Um, yeah, so Gerald, we salute you. He's in, finally. And uh, yeah, we'll have to... Uh, Get yourself on YouTube and enjoy uh, retirement, bro. Yeah, um, I hope we. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him back in the league in some capacity. Uh, be good as assistant coach or something. I don't know if uh, Sham God can get a, uh, yeah, a, a job gig. at the Mavs as a ball handling coach. We can get Gerald in on dunks. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> elevation nice. coach. I should get him on the uh, on the judging panel on the dunks contest. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, definitely. He should be the arbiter of it all. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I think that. that could be a future role for him. So, uh, yeah, welcome, Gerald. Yes. Um, one of our favourites. And, uh, yeah, do yourself a favour if you're not familiar with his work. Um, get, get on YouTube and watch some of uh, the dunks from his younger years and uh, you <laughs> won't be disappointed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he's having a lovely old time. Enjoy retirement. God knows where we're going with this season. Um, it seems to be ticking along and it keeps, seems to be catching up these games that got postponed, the shoehorning them in and stuff. But... Uh, Again, it's just waiting for the playoffs, isn't it? It's, mm. uh, it all just seems to just get more boring. <laughs> the regular season just seems to get more boring every year. Mm. Well, uh, that's why there's the playoff game. The playoff races will be hot. The playing game, the, the or playing whatever games and stuff. I guess we've got that too. I think we're looking forward to that. That's the first yeah, time but... anything happens of any consequence. Uh, Gavin, thank you for your time uh, and considered opinion as always. Um, <laughs> considered. <laughs> I'll kick you back out to the street <laughs> and. Um, yeah, check us out at all the usual places. Um, we'll be back soon in some capacity, I'm sure. Woo! Oh, basketball. Semi-capacity. Incapacitated. I yeah. don't know. Peace out. Good night.
The things that's on my mind when I be sliding by in my city. In my city. It's the things that's on my mind when I be sliding by in my city. In my city. The things that's on my mind when I be sliding by in my city. In my city. It's the things that's on my mind when I be sliding by in my city. In my city. I bet you wanna know what's on my mind.